great harvest that we will see the harvest in the earth, Lord. We're here as your laborers. We're here to um, put our hands to the work that you've created for us to do before the beginning of time. Lord, you've set before us good works. So, Lord, allow us to hear your voice clearly. Allow us to see where you're pointing us in. Allow us to see the direction of our lives in a new way. Lord, frame our lives through your eyes. We don't want to just be chasing our own goals and running towards our own ambitions and 
creating these dreams that we've just come up with in our own heads, Lord. We want to dream with you. We want to set our goals with you. We want to set you before us and allow you to dictate to us which way we're going. Lord, who should our hearts break for? What should we be praying for? What's your desire for this city, for this church? What's your desire for our hearts, for our sanctification? Who are we in your eyes? Who are we meant to be? Maybe we're not there right now, but who do you see us as? Thank you, Lord, for bringing us back to the heart of worship, bringing us back to what it means to be a follower of Christ. What it means to be the bride, what it means to be surrendered. Lord, we lay our lives at your feet. We come before you and we surrender humbly. And we know that you can do more than we could ask, think, or imagine. So we surrender it to you to do with it what you wish. In Jesus' name, amen.
lifting our hat to Jesus. ministering angels would begin to surround the room, Lord Jesus, and you would allow them to begin ministering to each and every person, their heart and their mind, Lord, as you see fit. Lord, you know what every person needs. You know where every person is. leadership to pray um, and it's one Saturday a month and the goal is to get through this whole year doing that but there is a place where there are times when things come up and we're not necessarily able to meet or some of us can't come but even yesterday um, as we were praying even yesterday as we met it was our we meet the second Saturday of the month as we were praying there was just there was just this place of, um, you know, wanting to cover everybody that was coming in today. So I do just want to do that as well. So we're just going to do a covering prayer. And, um, you know, anything, so we, let me, let me back up just a minute. We prayed that anything that wasn't of the Lord would fall off at the door before you walked in this morning. And so I just want to cover this space anything tried to creep in. So Lord Jesus, we just ask that you would push back and deactivate anything from the highest power and principality to the lowest level spiritual entity, anything that would try to attack, distract, isolate, hinder, or destroy your plan for this morning over your people. Anything that they carried in, Lord, sorrow, bitterness, frustration, unforgiveness. Lord, I'm just asking that that would be pushed back. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
that their hearts and their minds would be free and open to hear from you this morning. And that no place where the enemy could come against or stop what you have. And I just thank you, Lord, for that. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to go over. Can you turn those lights down at all, Rick? Just a little bit, maybe. Um, I'll go over the, the midweek reminder. Several of you I know are getting emails for that now. Um, but if you're not and you want to sign up, you can um, see Brianna for that. And she can sign you up for those. Um, the first thing that we have is Pastor Colleen is going to be leading a women's Bible study through the book of Isaiah. That is beginning Saturday, August 26th. And so that will be here in the sanctuary. Is that correct? For 12 weeks. Um, and you can jump in as you have time um, and if you're able to do that. Um, we have a baptism service coming up that is on August 27th, and that will be during our morning service. So if that's something that you or one of your children are interested in, please let us know as well. And then um, there are a few of the ladies um, that are getting together on Tuesday evening underneath the pavilion at 530 this week, I believe. Um, okay. And so if you want to be a part of that, it's, it's not a closed off thing. You can be a part of that as well. Um, y'all get me this morning. For those of you that don't know who I am, I am Pastor Cindy. Um, my husband, Brad, is the senior pastor here. Um, he is away serving at a youth retreat um, this weekend, and so he said, guess what? You're up. <laughs> so, tag, I'm in. Um, yeah. So, um, just kind of want to testify to what that looks like for me this week. Um, you know, we are all different, right? It's like the Lord made us all so different, and so sweet husband when he spends time with the Lord he comes home with an outline and he's got all the stuff and he's like this is what the Lord has told me and this is what I'm gonna you know focus on and he's gonna show me if anything needs to change and so I'm gonna cheat a little bit he wasn't supposed to call me from where he is but he has called twice um just to, <laughs> to pray over me and check on me and he's like so how's it going I was like I got nothing <laughs> no outline I have nothing um and so even he was just you know laughing with me and was like isn't it awesome that God made me completely opposite of you so um yeah I knew probably about a week and a half ago that I needed to um and I was going to be asked to speak this morning and so you know you start asking the Lord and life is happening we have three kids everybody's going back to school they're on you know one started one week one last week and then I've got one this week that is starting and there's a lot of transition for us even in that right now um, everybody's year looks different than it did last year just because everybody's in a different place and so we've got um, one that started college we've got one who is a senior and her school closed so she has to homeschool the rest of her <laughs> her uh, or finish out her senior year through homeschool um, we've got our youngest Ellie who's going to be doing some tutorial stuff and um, being at home
home a couple days a week too. So it's just a transition that none of us are familiar in this place. And so I'm going, okay, God, what do you want to, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? Because usually there's this place where he hits me with something and I'm like, oh, I, th- this is something he wants me to share. But I had nothing. And so by Friday morning, y'all, like I spent time with the Lord on Monday intentionally, even through the week, you know, um, like Monday was a block set of time. And then throughout the week, I was listening and I had jotted down notes and I got to the place on Friday and I was like, this is not looking good. Like, <laughs> I absolutely have nothing. It's time to fast. <laughs> but um, there's no telling what you're going to get today. I will probably be um, an emotional wreck. Um, that happens to me sometimes when I fast. So um, just knowing that I take this seriously and not that my husband doesn't. I mean, he's just more familiar with it, you know. Um, but this is a place where I do not do not take it lightly to get here and to speak this morning. So that brings me to a place of through the rest of the weekend, (laughs) I continued um, to seek the Lord, which is what he wants. My goodness, you know, as the body of Christ and as the bride of Christ, isn't that what he calls us to be? Is to be intimate with him and to seek him. We would only seek him in all areas the way that we do when we feel like we're running out of time, right? <laughs> Help me, please. Um, so, yeah, up until midnight last night, and at midnight last night, he crossed off three pages that I had, and he said, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> so, I had um, backed up early this morning, but even as I laid there this morning, you know, it's just this place of, Lord, I can't offer anybody in here anything. I've got nothing that will change their life. There's nothing that I can say if it is not you that gives me revelation or that gives them revelation. I'm just going to sit up here and look at everybody, and y'all can just awkwardly smile back at me, right? And he said, um, you know the verses. And I said, okay, yes. I said, my eyes popped open. They were right there. The name tag kind of been focusing on this week. And then he said, isn't my word revelation? So if you go and you share my word, it's not up to you how they receive it. It's up to me. He said, and I didn't even, I mean, I knew this was a verse in the Bible, but I didn't know where it was. But, um, and I looked it up. It was Jeremiah 1.12. And it's that he watches over his word for it to perform what it is that he wants it to do. So even in today um, and throughout this last week where I was searching and searching and looking, um, he's like, it's, it's me. And I knew that all along, but, you know, sometimes it's like you need a, a whack in the head. So or fasting for two days while your husband's gone and you have three children to yourself. So <laughs> um, anyways, I was laughing and telling Colleen this morning. I probably lost brownie points as a mom because I pretty much did just like lock myself away um, this weekend, but um, hopefully I can regain those this week. So we are on the bride of Christ is what we've been talking about, and there's been a series where, you know, Brad has been sharing just about different things, and just I just kind of wanted to back up a little bit because I know some of y'all weren't here last week, that when last week when he talked and he was sharing about the bride of Christ and he was sharing about love, 
he was sharing about our love to one another within the body, right? Because we are the body of Christ. So how do we love one another and what that looks like and that, um, you know, love covers a multitude of sins and um, we have to be able to forgive others um, and we can't, we can't hold on to um, any of those hardships because that affects how we are able to move and to work in the body. Um, I also want to prep a tip today. If this is your first time, don't think this is what it normally looks like. Um, we may get out of here early, and that's not usually what happens when my husband <laughs> is here. <laughs> so, um, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and then we're just going to seek the Lord for what he has for us. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this time, Father God, this morning. And I do just ask, Father God, for revelation. Revelation. Um, for everyone in the room, Lord Jesus, including myself, Father God, just open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds, Lord, that we could be um, able to hear what it is that you want to say to us today. Not that, um, not even in the natural, Lord, like just even remove that from us, Lord, um, that we could supernaturally hear, Father God, what it is that you want to say to us today, that deep down in our spirit, we would get to the place to where you touch something maybe that has been hidden, maybe that we didn't know was there, but that we're open today to let you invade that space, Lord, for light to come to that place, Lord, if there has been any lies or, or darkness there. Um, so we just bless this time and we bless you, Jesus. Amen. couldn't get past the subject this week, um, the body of Christ and the bride of Christ, and we're both, so kind of what's the difference, right? So as the body of Christ, we are the church. Jesus is the head and we're the body. We're a group of believers that have trusted in Jesus as our Savior and we've trusted him for eternal life. We are considered sons and daughters. That's a now statement. That's like right now. We're here. Hopefully that's for everyone. That is your testimony um, is that you have trusted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And you have trusted him for eternal life. So again, we are sons and daughters. And that is current. That is a current thing. We are the bride of Christ as well. Jesus is our bridegroom, and he has chosen us, the church, to be his bride. That's a future thing. We are the bride, but yet our groom hasn't come yet, so it's future. So even though it is now, there's parts of it that are not fully into play. So then as the body of Christ, what do we do? And as the bride of Christ, what do we do? So I think most of us, for the most part, if you've been in church very long, you're serving, you know, you're praying, you're interceding, you're doing these things. Um, you love Jesus. Hopefully you're sharing the gospel. You meet people that you can 
you know, talk to and that you can share your testimony with. But as the bride, we're not family. Like, we are the family in the church. But husbands and wives, right, you're your bride to your husband, or you're the husband to your bride. You're not a son or a daughter. So that's a different place. It's sitting in a different place. So I want to share just a little bit. Um, I have a pastor that I follow out of Texas. She is amazing. Um, her name is Jennifer Robbins, and she is, um, I'm sorry, not Jennifer, Jessica, excuse me. Um, but she is all things Hebrew. She is, she just touches on everything, and I'm always blown away every time that she shares stuff. And I shared a little bit not long ago um, about a Jewish wedding ceremony, and I kind of just want to focus on that again because we are back um, here now, and we're talking about the bride of Christ. So for the Jewish wedding ceremony, there is a betrothal period, right? There is a, there's a commitment period, and this happens before the wedding. It is when the bride and the groom agree to be in union in the future. So it's a pledge where they pledge themselves. They're like, we're going to be together, but it's not right now. So as, as we are the bride of Christ, there has been a place where Jesus has pledged his commitment to us. And if we are the bride, we're pledging our commitment to him and that he's going to return for us. So I've got a couple of verses that I want to read. And I'm gonna, I may go back and touch on them again, but um, I just want to share them now and then we can go back. So in Isaiah 54.1, I'm sorry, 54.5. 54, 5. Indeed, your husband is your maker. His name is the Lord of armies, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of the whole earth. So he's our husband. He's maker. He is, his name is the Lord of armies. He is the Holy One of Israel. He is our Redeemer, and he is called God of the whole earth. And then I'm going to move to Ephesians. And this is Ephesians 5. And I'm going to read 31 and 32. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and will be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ and the church. So I'm going to read that again, too. Starting in 31. Since we don't have it up on the screen today. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. So as we talk about the Jewish wedding ceremony, as they've made this commitment and they've pledged themselves to one another, they're beginning on a journey As they begin this journey, and as we begin the journey with the Lord, we want to make sure that there is nothing separating us from him. That once this has taken place, and we tie the knot, there's nothing separating us. So just like this morning as we pray just for things to, to fall off or to be, to be removed, any bitterness, any anger, any frustration, any of those things, those are things that can separate us 
from Jesus. So we want those things removed. So I'm going to share a little bit about what happens before the wedding. There's something called a ketubah, and if I mispronounce these, please forgive me if you go home and look them up later. Um, And that is part of the wedding that they go through, and it is a covenant that is written. And it outlines the rights and the responsibilities of the groom in relation to the bride. It's a decree. It's an agreement. It's basically a prenuptial. Um, there, there's no separation. So just as I read through this, just think about how, you know, we can apply this um, to, to what we read and what the word tells us about us being the bride of Christ. So it is the bride price that's written in the ketubah. The price the groom will give to the family upon the union. He's agreeing that he's going to provide for her and he's going to care for her, and he's going to meet all her needs. It reminds him of his commitment to her. So I want to go to Psalm 91, verse 4. And just a place, again, where he, this is a place where Jesus agrees that he's going to be committed to us, and he's going to cover us. And it says, he will cover you with his feathers and take you, Okay, I'm sorry. I learned this a completely different way than what I'm reading it. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield for you. So in the ketubah, it's a really huge thing because you think, oh, it's an agreement and it's a written agreement. And that's just something that they agreed to before the wedding. But actually, whatever is written there is read at the wedding ceremony. So whatever is written in the ketubah is read at the wedding ceremony every, for everyone. Then it is taken and it is placed in their home on the wall. So they are constantly reminded of that commitment and that covenant. And as I was hearing about it, you know, the, the pastor that was sharing, she said there are some that are thousands and thousands of dollars. It's not just like a piece of paper that's hanging on the wall. I mean, they have gone and they have put great expense into this because it means so much to them. And is that not a picture of the way that Jesus treats us as the bride of Christ? So in Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse. That is our inheritance as the bride. In Colossians 1.14, in him we have redemption, the same thing, inheritance. God has given us his word, which is like the ketubah that we read about for the Jewish wedding ceremony um, that happens. He has given us the Bible. He's given us his word, and that is, is his commitment to us, and it's his commitment to you individually. So I want to read Isaiah 54.5 again. Indeed, your husband is your maker. His name is the Lord of armies, and the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of the whole earth. So a couple of months ago, we talked about, too, when we were doing communion. We were sharing about that once there is an engagement period in the Jewish ceremony, the husband leaves, or the, the, the bridegroom leaves, and the bride is not sure when he's coming back. But she knows that there's been a commitment. She knows that there's a covenant that's been given 
but she doesn't know when he's going to return. So again, kind of goes into the future, right? The bride of Christ. We are, it's the, it's the future thing. So what do we do as the bride of Christ in the meantime? Do we sit? Do we wait? As sons and daughters and as heirs in the body, that is an amazing thing. So don't hear what I'm not saying this morning. But we've been called to be the bride of Christ. And the bride of Christ is not to sit on her hands and wait. You don't want to be found in your yoga shorts at the park when your groom shows up. Right? You're intentional. I mean, there is this place where you have been intentional. And so as the bride of Christ, we have to be intentional and what does that look like? It looks like Matthew six thirty three, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. It's the place of going into the secret place and spending time with him. It's choosing to be intimate with him. Now, when we go back and we talk about the body, the sons and daughters, the sons and daughters aren't intimate. It's the husband and wife who are intimate. So the picture of the groom and the bride is where the intimacy comes in. And so many times, I think, as the church, we miss the part of intimacy. And we may, you know, we may, there may be a time period where it feels like, oh, this is, you know, yes, I'm in prayer, and yes, I'm in the word, and yes, I'm doing all these things, and but then something happens, right? It's maybe the highs and lows or the mountains and the valleys or where we're pulled away or we're in a different season of life and we can't necessarily be where we were before. And there is no guilt or shame or condemnation from Jesus. That all comes from the enemy. But as the bride, we are called to be prepared. And we all have to figure out in ourselves what that is. Like, where are we at? Because nobody can tell us where we are. So here's the place where we can show up on Sunday morning and we can pray with a group of girlfriends. So that can be considered like PDA, right? Like it's your public display of affection to Jesus. But what are you doing in the time, the sacred moments, right? It's like what is happening in the time, excuse me, where you should be seeking him on your own. So Jesus says in John 14, 3, that he's going to go and that he's going to prepare a place for us. And that is another place of inheritance. So as the body of Christ, we have an inheritance. And as the bride of Christ, we have an inheritance. You know, in the Jewish tradition, they believe that you make the commitment first and that love will grow. So isn't that kind of a lot of times what we do? I know that most people probably when they come to church or they accept Jesus, it's not a place of you're so in love with him that you're coming. But it's this place of where you're making a commitment to believe that he's your savior and for eternal life 
And then you grow into that intimacy and you grow into that love. So we are in the Hebrew month of Av. And a couple of weeks ago, it ends um, I guess next week. Um, but it's, it's we've talked about before, kind of the place where the, the cycles and the seasons, like the Hebrew calendar is in place for a reason. We don't necessarily follow that, but we need to look at that. It's important if we want to know what God is doing and what he is saying. So we are in the month of Av is a month of choices is what we get to, um, you know, walk through this month if we choose to partner with him. So as the bride and as we're supposed to be preparing for our groom who is coming and we're supposed to be choosing intimacy. He needs to be our first love. In that, in a natural marriage, if you are married and your spouse isn't important to you, that's a problem. The whole idea of marriage here is supposed to be a picture of what it's going to look like when Jesus returns. And so it's a place of when we seek him first and when we go to the secret place, we make him our first love. But here in the natural, if we are selfish with our spouse, like the idea of marriage is that you outserve one another. So if we're selfish with our time or we're selfish with our motives and we have an agenda with our spouse, we're not going to get very far. It's a place where you have to go to Luke 9, 23, over and over and over and over again. And it's to, to die to yourself, to pick up your cross daily and to follow him. And the only way that we can grow as the body of Christ and move into the bride of Christ is that when we are willing to lay down our selfishness, when we are willing to lay down the things that we desire over spending time with the Lord. There's a place in Revelation where it talks about, let me read that to you, it's 19, 7 through 10. And I'm, again, I don't want anyone to hear what I'm not saying, and if you've been here for a while, you know we walk in grace, you know we walk in inner healing. We are not about works, we are, you know, like the do, 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 like you're striving to be. But there is a place where we can't sit on our hands that we do have to seek out, um, you know, seek out the Lord and to be the bride that he is returning for. We all know the, the parable of the ten virgins and the five who have oil and then the five who doesn't, you know, they have oil, but they don't have extra. And then so it's not that all of them aren't getting into heaven, but it's just like what does it look like for the ones who were prepared and ready versus the ones who were just, they just have enough, right? So in... Revelation 19, 7 through 10, it says, Let us be glad, rejoice, and give him glory, because the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has prepared herself. She was given fine linen to wear, bright and pure. For the fine linen represents the righteous acts of the saints. So it's telling us we have to do something. 
righteousness doesn't come on its own to us. That's a place where we are seeking him for righteousness because he is righteous. So as I was reading this week, it was talking about the righteous acts being the fine linen. And it was like, same thing. You don't want to show up with half a dress, right? Like the righteous acts that are there, you only had enough linen to make half the dress. You don't have the other half. So it's not a place of works. It's a place of relying on him, but also seeking him in the places. So that was through eight. So let me read nine. Then he said to me, right, blessed are those invited to the marriage feast of the lamb. He also said to me, these words of God are true. Then I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, don't do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers and sisters who hold firmly to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the righteous acts are when we are in pursuit of him. So as we talk to about the place of husband and wives and, and us laying down our life, if we're the bride, we're all in. You don't get to make the decision anymore that I don't have to think about my husband when I make a decision. He's always there. When you are thinking about things that you are moving into, and men, same thing with your wives, um, but brides abide and they dwell. And so as the bride of Christ, we just need to make sure that we are abiding in Christ and that we are dwelling in him. And he'll show you it's going to look different for all of us. We're all in different places. We're all in different walks. Some of us are newly saved and we're just in this place of the body of Christ and all we can be right now is the son or daughter. But don't stop there. Know that he is preparing you to be the bride of Christ. And that's who he's coming back for. He's coming back for the spotless bride. So another part of the, the Jewish wedding ceremony is there something called a chupa. So I would almost say that... Um, this back here, what we have, would probably look at that. The sides are open. The only thing different is the top is covered. Um, and so, but that's a place where the groom is at and the bride gets to choose to come and stand with him under the chupa. Because it's a month of choices, right? We're in a month of choices and we get to choose what we're going to do. Are we going to choose to seek him out? Are we going to choose to be the bride? Or are we going to choose to settle for being sons and daughters? So that's the, the domain of the groom, and it's the canopy that covers it. And that it's that place, again, of coming into the covering. So the Psalm 91.4, he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. When she agrees to stand, when the bride agrees to stand with the groom under the chupa, it's, symbolic, it's a symbolically unifying act that she has chosen all that he is and all that he represents. There's also a place before the wedding ceremony begins where the shofar is blown and then the wedding ceremony begins. And we also know that at the sound of the trumpet, his return will come and he's coming for his bride. 
So that's really what I had this morning. I'm going to go back over the verses again for a minute just so we can we can let all of that kind of marinate. And then we're just going to take a time of sitting with Jesus. You know, there is nothing better than to be with him. So I'm going to read Isaiah 54, 1 again. I'm sorry, I did that last time. 54, 5. Indeed, your husband is your maker. His name is the Lord of armies, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of the whole earth. Ephesians 5, 25 and 27. And then I'm going to read 31 and 32. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ has loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of the water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. Since we are members of the body, for this reason a man will leave his mother and his father and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ and the church. And I'll read Revelation one more time. It's 19. 7 through 10. Let us be glad, rejoice, and give him glory, because the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has prepared herself. So let's just take a moment to even pray into that. So, Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Father God, that you call us into a marriage. That is so special. We thank you, Lord, that you saw fit to be the sacrifice for your bride. Without the sacrifice, we could have not been the bride. He needed to come back. He needed to die and he needed to return so that the bride could be pure. Lord, I thank you that you are helping us. Lord, that you are showing us, that you are leading us and what it looks like to be prepared. Lord, let our hearts cry out to you that we choose you and we choose to join you. Father God, under the canopy of your covering, we choose to make covenant and agreement with you, Lord, 
Lord, let us not settle to be the body of Christ. Yes, we are sons and daughters, and that is so important, Lord. But let us see the importance of being your bride, too. Father God, draw us into the intimate places, Father God. Let us not be afraid of intimacy. Let us not miss, Father God, what it is that you have for us because we have wounded places in us, Lord. Love has a name, and his name is Jesus. So in verse 8, after the bride had prepared herself, she was given fine linen to wear, bright and pure. For the fine linen represents the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, right, blessed are those invited to the marriage feast of the Lamb, He also said to me, these words of God are true. Then I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, don't do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers and sisters who hold firmly to the testimony of Jesus. This morning, this is just a place where you get to do business with God. And it can be in your seat. The altar is open. But just listen to what he's telling you. You know, in this this month of Av, it falls during the the summer, the end of the summer season where we're moving back into a place of routine, typically, just as I've discussed in our home, it's kind of everybody's back to school. But in this place today, as you have a chance to choose, what does that look like for you? Is today a day that you need to just choose to be the body of Christ? Maybe you're not even there. Maybe you're not even to the place where you've even accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Are you ready to move into being the bride? You know, we learn when we get married what it looks like to be a wife or a husband. 
We, ne- we didn't have any experience. We don't know. So we have to learn to die to ourselves. We have to learn to put our spouse first. So maybe you're just learning to be a bride. And that's okay too. Maybe there's a place where you've lost your first love. Maybe you came in excited to be the bride and the excitement fizzled out. And the Lord may be stirring your heart today and saying, I'm coming. Are you ready? So however you see fit to take time this morning to do business with God, Take the time to do that. Again, we didn't come here to rush in and to rush out. But there's a place this morning where I feel like the Lord wants to minister. Lord, I just pray during this time as we just sit with you, Lord, that we don't see it as wasted time, that we don't see it as uncomfortable. We just see it as a place of growth. We see it as a place of being able to set down any agenda that we have. just being able to be in agreement with you. We thank you, God, that you sealed eternally an inheritance for us, Father God. just pray, Lord Jesus, that you just sweep across the room. You know how to minister better. You know how to minister to us in ways, Lord, that we don't even know we need. 
Holy Spirit, come. This may be the, the quietest that your week is. I know we have several new mamas and new families. There are people that travel for work. There's demands on all of us. Lord, we just desire to have a pure heart before you, Lord. That we would put on the fresh linen, Lord. seek you daily, Lord. Lord, in the places even where we need to seek you moment by moment, where maybe we don't even have the strength. Lord, we just call you into those places any empty place or space, Father God. We just ask that you would rush in, Jesus, and that you would take with peace, just wash that over, wash those places over with peace, with a river of joy, with a river of love. presence is where we desire to be. Lord, we just want to be and rest on the things that you're resting on and be in the places where you are. Thank you that we have an opportunity to do that. We thank you for grace and mercy, Lord. Just as we said earlier, Lord, we just thank you that you don't leave us where we're at, Lord. That you challenge us, Lord. Move and to breathe in different ways where we get to experience you in new and different ways. Father God, we honor you today. Lord, let us abide 
and dwell in you. Teach us what that looks like, Lord. Lord, for those in the room who aren't married, they're the bride as well. Teach them what it looks like. We thank you, Father God, that you are coming back for a spotless bride. That is a place that should bring joy to our hearts, Lord. that we get to be a part of the most amazing wedding that there will ever be. We Thank you, Father God, that even as we seek you in prayer, Lord Jesus, that it's not a one-way street, Lord, that it's not just a monologue, but yet it's a dialogue. You can tell us, you tell us to pray without ceasing, Father God. That's a place where we get to dialogue with you, where we can pray and we can hear from you and we can pray and we can hear from you. And I just pray if there's anyone in this room that's under the sound of my voice today that has never heard from you, Lord, they feel like they've never had a dialogue with you, Lord, that that would be something new that they experience this week, Lord. We just push back the lie that they can't hear from you or that things are different for them than they are for others. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Just in this place, in this space this morning, Lord Jesus, we just bless you. And we honor you. You are worthy. Lord, you are worthy. So again, the altar is open if you need to come pray. If there's a place where you feel like the Lord is calling you to. There's not a better time, so don't miss it. Don't leave if he's wanting you to do business with him today. sit in this place as long as you want to. We're here. There is freedom. There is not a place where holding you here. This is just if you if you feel like there's a place that Jesus is still doing work in you, that you can sit and rest in that. Each one of you are loved. God is here. 
heart is to love you. We hope that you feel welcome. We bless you. We just thank you, Jesus, for this morning. We thank you that we get to be the bride of Christ. And we thank you for everything that that means and everything that goes with it, Lord. In the holy and precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.